Welcome to the Heart of Tibetan Language Podcast through Sini, the Sana International Nyingma Institute. This is episode six, corresponding to lesson four in the textbook. Before we begin, let's take a moment and listen to the sound of the bell three times. Just relax and enjoy and let the waves of sound wash over you. This lesson, as before, is going to be about our dear friend Lihila. Today, we are a few years further in time. Since we last met her, Lihila travelled home and continued her Tibetan and Dharma practice. Now she is back in Dharamsala for a few months to attend teachings and do some retreat. Today, she will meet an elderly woman, a Momola at an empowerment ceremony, or a wang. In this lesson, there may be some new terms, and particularly some new auxiliaries that we haven't learned yet. Auxiliaries come after the verb and conjugate it in a certain tense, but you don't need to get stuck on these. The meaning should be clear from the context, and as usual, the English around the dialogue will help gently guide you through. So you can just relax and enjoy the story. This lesson has an audio of the Tibetan called Wang Shukar Jodu, or Going to Receive an Empowerment. There is also a Tibetan transcript and an English translation of the audio. If you feel like it, do check these out after listening to the podcast. First, just enjoy the Tibetan. Then, I will play the full story with the Tibetan and the English together. And finally, just the Tibetan again. One last note. You might notice that Leela's voice is a little bit lower than usual. She might have a head cold. Are you ready? Let's try it together. Momola, Nyungundele, Tiran, Kusu, Deboyimbe. Deboyinla, Bumu Keran, Deboyimbe. Nayang, Debo de Yangin. Bumu Keran, Lumbaga Nayin. Nay, Inu Nayin. Annie Momola, 
Kerang Tonsa Kanayin. Sangai Kesa Shigatsenein. Bumu Kerang Buge Yapo Shiwish Kungi Duga. Buge Kabar Jangba Inba. Oats Oats Tuchena Nye Buge Marangi Lumbala Jangba Yin. Pumula Kerangi Buge Yapo Shida Jangsha. Tuji Nang. Ani Bumu Kerangi Chulu Karere. Nye Pama Yishure. Yene Nga Nangbayi. Momula Keranta Nangbayi Jireba. Lai Bumu Keran Dingsa Kawashugi Yu. Nga Tusam Lingla Digu Yu. Tusam Ling Kawayore. Tusam Ling Nobulinke Damla Yore. Chigiegi Tsuma Gumba Chigre. Nga Tela Dugu Daram Salala Lemne Nimakatu Chinsung. Dir Lemne Dawa Chigdan Chaga Chinsung. Ani Momola Keran Kagala Shune Lo Kazu Chinsung. Nga Bushobane Sung Dandapardu Dir Dedebayim. It was the third day of the one, or empowerment. Lihila had settled into her routine. Early mornings, long days, copious amounts of hot butter tea. Returning from lunch, she shuffled into the shrine hall and found her cushion. She sat and breathed in the comforting smell of the laka. It was the smell of the accumulation of several days of the room being occupied by devotees, mixed with incense. An elder Tibetan woman with brittle white hair and a loose bun shuffled towards her, holding a mala in one hand and murmuring a mantra under her breath. She moved slowly, navigating her way over the cobblestones of cushions. Leela saw her struggling and standing up offered the woman her hand. Momola Nyungundele. The grandmother or Momola, or simply Mola, took Leela's hand gratefully and leaned into it. With her other hand still counting off mantras, she pointed at her ankle. Leela understood it was giving her trouble. As Lihila helped the Momola lower herself down slowly into the cushion, she asked her a question. Mola had been very serious, but once she was seated firmly on the cushion, she turned to Lihila and broke into a smile, patting Lihila's hand by way of thanks. Debu 
Leela watched the mola, wriggle in her seat to get comfortable. The old woman chanted several more mantras before continuing the conversation. Leela thought about her answer. She had lived for many years in San Francisco now. On the other hand, she was born in England. So she decided to tell Mumula that she was from Yinyul or the UK. Leela returned to the question. Ani Mumula, keran tunsa kane yin? Mola asked Leela, Lumba kane yin? Or what place or country are you from? Compare this to Leela's question. Tungsa kaneyin. Tung is the honorific for birth, and sa means place. So literally, Leela's question is, that's right, what birthplace are you from? Or in English, we might say, where is your birthplace? When she replies, mola uses the non-honorific for birthplace, that is, kiesa, because she's talking about herself. Oh, her birthplace was Shigatse. Lihila remembered this Tibetan city fondly. It is the second largest city in Tibet, and Lihila had visited Tashi Lungpo Monastery there. Mola was from Shigatse, in the Utsang district. And we can see this in the way she uses the language. Notice here how she uses the term Jebochik, meaning very, and which is Jebochik common in Utsang. She praises Lihila by telling her that Lihila speaks Tibetan very well. People from Utsang are also known for being Jebochik, polite in their speech. Lihila's Tibetan was good, but her reply was humble. Lihila paused. She wondered how to explain where she had learned Tibetan. She had first learned Tibetan at the Library of Tibetan Works and Archives nearby. She had practiced while traveling in Tibet, Nepal, South India, Ladakh. And when she was at home in the USA, she continued her studies there also. So there was no simple answer to Mola's question. Leela started to explain how and where she had learned Tibetan, but she got a bit mixed up with her words. We language learners can relate and take heart at this. Even Leela, who has been diligently studying for so long, can get mixed up sometimes. The expression on Mola's face showed that whatever Leela was attempting to explain was not getting through. Leela waved her hand and started again. She answered very simply this time. Leela settled on telling the lady that she had studied Tibetan in her home country, which was true. 
Here we have jangba, which means to study or train. Pumula, kerangi buge yabushida jangsha tuji nang. Leela couldn't help smiling at Mola's compliment. The woman had also said tujenang, which means thank you. She had actually thanked Leela for learning Tibetan. She truly appreciated Leela's interest and effort to understand her own culture. Just then, the horns began to blare from outside, calling the participants back from lunch. It echoed through the lakang. Leela helped Mola to her feet so that they could pay respects to the entering lama. As she struggled up, the woman asked Leela another question about herself. Leela pressed her fingertips together and bowed her head down as the lama and his attendants walked up the aisle ceremoniously. Once they had passed, she whispered from the side of her mouth to her new friend. After the lama had been seated and Lihila had made some prostrations, the pair resettled themselves on the floor. The lama began to recite a sacred text in a soft, lilting chant. Lihila listened carefully and read along as best she could. The lama chanted very fast. All in the room fell into quiet concentration. After some time, Lihila was roused by some young monks walking by offering tea. Lihila held her cup up to him trying to avoid any drops splashing. As the blessing for the tea concluded, Lihila and Mola picked up their tea and slurped in unison. Mola resumed her conversation, using the honorific Shug to the question, Karpa Jukiyu. You will hear that when Lihila replies, talking about herself, she will use the non-honorific, de, instead of juk. Since being back in India this time, Lihila had been staying at Tusamling. It was very peaceful there, in a nice community of people, and she could attend teachings, do retreat as she pleased. Moreover, it was driving distance from Dharamsala, so Lihila could attend when there were events like this. But the kind lady was not familiar with Tersamling. It was Tamla, or close to Nobulinka. Mola grinned. She evidently knew where Nobulinka was. 
another young monk hastened by with a bucket full of bread. And Leela reached in and took a piece. Then she described Tursaling as clearly as she could to Mola. She explained that it was a nunnery or Tsunma Gomba. If we break this down, we have Tsun, meaning honourable and pure, a term used to refer to monastics, and we add the feminine Ma to make it Tsunma or nun. Then we add Gomba, which, as we know, means monastery. But note that Lihila calls Tomsaling a Chigyalgi Tsunma Gomba. That Chigyal means foreign country. So, putting it all together, Tom Saling was a nunnery for foreigners. A Chigyalgi Tsunma Gompa. That's where she was staying. Mola took another thick slurp. Around them was the sound of devotees chanting softly, nibbling on bread and sipping at their tea. No, not days, thought Leela. I've been in Dharamsala now over a month. One and a half months, in fact. Mola was evidently surprised. She dusted some crumbs of bread out of her lap and grabbed at Leela's arm affectionately, as though they had known each other for years. The Momola was kind and warm. Leela felt encouraged and decided to ask another question. Ani Momola, Mola stared wistfully in front of her, into some place and time that Leela couldn't see. She sighed, then patted Leela on the arm without turning her head towards her. She explained to Leela that she had been staying in India since Tibet lost its independence. Just then, the Lama began speaking again, and all in the hall turned their minds back to listening to the sacred text. Momola, Ningundele, Keran, Kusu, Deboyimbe. Deboyinla, Bumukeran, Deboyimbe. Nayan, Debo de Yayin. Bumukeran, Lumbaganei. Ma Tuji 
Pama Yishure Yene Nga Nangba Yin Momala Keranta Nangba Yin Jireba La Yin Bumu Kera Dengsa Kawa Shugi Yue Nga Tosam Ling La Dewi Yue Tosam Ling Kawa Yore Tosam Ling Nobu Ling Ke Damla Yore Chigiegi Tsuma Gwemba Chigre Nga Tela Dewi Yue Daram salala, lebne, nima gacho chinsung. Dir lebne, dawa chigdan, chaga chinsung. Ani, momola, keran gagala shune, lo kazu chinsung. Nga, bushobane sung, danda pardu, dir dedebayim. So thanks for listening and see you next time on the Heart of Tibetan Language podcast.